Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Marge. Yes, hello, this is Marge from Central Canada, Ontario, to be more specific, and host of Bite Me the Show About Edibles. Nice. A professional. Nice, Marge. Very Thank professional. You. Thank you. We also have Monkey Do. Hey, everybody. Monkey down here in the Southeast U.S., just watching everybody else make all these mistakes and doing it perfectly right by here myself. If you believe that. I don't know about that. Well, we're just talking about dire temperatures. (laughs) We were. Marge is saying it can get down to minus 30 where she is. Yeah, there are Canadians in the chat that can confirm that. It's like, what's the coldest temperature you've been in, Marge? How cold do you think it is? Oh, probably minus 30, over minus 30. I mean, it's not like that all the time, but yeah. Damn. I've never yeah. been anything that cold ever. Not even a no. freezer. <laughs> yeah, because it's unnecessary. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you breathe in, have you got to like have a special scarf on in case your lungs freeze or something? Oh, What's God. You get balaclava, scarf, toque, neck warmer, 47 layers. Is yeah, this you why have, you shouldn't have exposed skin if it's that if it's that cold? Oof. Is this why you like you prefer to have edibles? Because if if you run out of papers, you ain't going to the shop oh, yeah, just to get nowhere. papers. Yeah, I can make my edibles. <laughs> I can just hibernate. I don't have to go anywhere. Damn. Yeah. I was just saying that to the missus today because it's freezing outside in the UK. It's like, why can't we do that whole hibernation thing, man? You know, why can't we just store up loads of food and just Stay in bed for four or five months. <laughs> it is come back when it's nice again. You know? Well, that's what a lot of Canadians do, I think. Damn. Yeah. I don't they try anyway. I mean, sometimes you still have to like go out and do stuff, but. Damn. Too cold. Too cold, everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm here like minus two in the UK. It's like, I'm dying. It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, minus two. That's delightful. You know, you know that's t shirt weather, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I saw somebody. It was probably like it wasn't that cold this weekend. It's been raining out, but I did spot a fellow in shorts, even though it's like you know between minus five and plus two the last it, several days. The thing that gets me, Marjorie, it's not just about being in shorts. It's <laughs> I saw somebody the other day at a Tesco up the road, <laughs> and he was wearing shorts. But along with those shorts, because you know you wear shorts where it's hot because you don't want your legs to get too hot, you know. You know, you want to try and stay cool, so you wear shorts. But this fucking tool, right, was wearing shorts with a big Man. fluffy jacket and a woolly fucking hat. So are you uh, trying to stay warm or not, bro? What are you doing? Oh, my God. Don't be that guy, everybody. There's always Don't be the, that guy. There's always the one guy. There's always one guy. God. And it's always a guy, I will say. I've never seen oh, yeah. a woman out wearing shorts except if it's like at the bar at like midnight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think i also have read that that trend is disappearing a little bit but still yeah yeah too fucking cold <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous but there's always one dude that's doing it yes interesting intro there for the show everybody 
let's all hit our reefers because we're going to be talking about edibles today to an extent edibles we've spoken about edibles before but this time we're going to be speaking about infusing cannabis with like main meal kinds of dishes and not gummies and, and things like that this time we're talking about turkey gravy potatoes you know that kind of stuff so you can infuse cannabis with your festive meals this year that's the plan <laughs> and and of course we have Marge, who is the expert with edibles around these parts, because she has her own show. You, you yes, want to spam yes. your show again, Marge? Make sure everybody knows about it. Yeah, if you are interested in making edibles of all types, including those mm. gummies, which are rather popular, but also also the savory things, it's Bite Me, the show about edibles. Nice. In fact, yeah. one of my latest episodes, I infused some granola. Nice. Ooh, I like. And granola. understand you make Turkish delights too. No, don't say that. Oh. <laughs> Here we go again. Had to spin us back into the Turkish delights. Mm, my soap flavor sweets. Mm. Yeah. They don't taste like soap. They taste like little... Depends on what soap you use, Bodge. Pillows of heaven. I use nice soap. <laughs> <laughs> little pillows of heaven is what they are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. And the last time we did a poll on this, it ended up about 50-50, didn't it? <laughs> I think so, but I'm pretty yeah. sure the final result might have been that the Turkish Delights won, but I might be remembering it No, wrong. no, that's definitely not what happened. It's definitely, <laughs> okay, well, it's I definitely tried. not the case. Definitely not the I case. I felt but... like it was like skewed, the way the question was asked. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a bit of a dodgy poll, wasn't it? it... Yeah, it was a dodgy yeah. poll. Like, do oh, you well. hate Turkish delights? Yes or no, right? Yeah, yeah and that's, you know, it, it leaves room <laughs> for doubt and confusion. So. confusion and delay yes, yes. Uh, it just reminded me so many things ran through my head then you know because confusion and delay that's uh the fat controller from can you say fat nowadays i don't know uh, <laughs> is the fat controller from thomas the tank engine remember that and then there was some advert <laughs> it was fucking terrible man and thomas the train it was called and it was thomas but you've seen these fucking flashlights that people get. You've seen these things. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say flashlight? Yes, I do. I yes, do know. You know well, it was a flashlight <laughs> that was designed in the shape of Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, it oh, was, no. What oh. the actual fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> there is a kink out there for everybody. So there you go. <laughs> you know, some childhood fucking trauma being sorted out with that thing. What the oh. fuck? I'll file that one into weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just savage. But, you know, that it's just the way my mind works sometimes. I like to flick from the fat controller. Like, oh, yeah. Remember that? Thomas the Tank Engine flashlight? Yeah. Just... I mean, if, if, if Thomas the Tank Engine does it for you, buddy, go for it. Well, I don't know. You know, as they say, every hole's a goal, right? <laughs> oh, no. As they say. As one That's does. what they say here right. in the UK, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so check it out, everybody. Go and do a Google search for that and watch your internet provider suddenly let you go, you know? <laughs> Good times. Right, so we should move on to the actual <laughs> meat of the show here. Yeah, <laughs> onto the flesh of the show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Yeah, so <laughs> it uh, was it Ringo? Nice, Billy. You know that Ringo started the voice of Thomas Tank Engine and George Carlin did it in the USA. Did you know that? Really? Mm. Oh, fun fact. I did I did know that. Yeah, man. You know, my kid used to watch a lot of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Good TV. Good TV. 
But yeah, Ringo used to do it back in the day when I was a kid. There was a and the fat controller, he was very happy. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of like that, that sounds like he'd been smoking a lot of weed before he did his voiceovers. <laughs> Probably. It, uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But yeah, as I said, let's let's do the grow guys then. Let's talk about some edibles and stuff. Let me click this button here. Let's do it. So some certain festivities are about to approach yeah. and we won't we won't say which ones because you know, many people will celebrate different ones. But there's always lots of food to be eaten around this time of year. I think it's how we try and drag ourselves through winter or something or summertime for you guys in in the southern hemisphere there. Imagine having Christmas time over summer. That must be really strange, man. Well, you go to the beach for Christmas day, mm. you know? Barbecue on the yeah. beach for, for Christmas? Yep. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I'd try but it. You, you've got to try it one time in your life, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Talk about jet lag, though. <laughs> How fucked you would be for that? The whole season's different and everything? Damn. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Yeah, so we're going to talk about how to infuse cannabis with all different kinds of meals that you're going to be eating over the next few weeks. Uh, specifically turkey, the turkey dinner. That comes up very soon. Yeah, it's going to be uh, just Stonewolf in the chat there said, it sucks because he's from Australia, you know, so it's uh, yeah. warm for him. And the majority of movies as well, when you see when you see Christmas movies like Die Hard, you know, it's always uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> always snowy. Started. Yeah, had to throw that. You couldn't let that pass. Controversy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always snowy. It must be confusing to watch these fucking movies that are all snowy and be like, there's nothing like Christmas. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, you can keep going off on these tangents now because I'm a little high. So, Mudge, you are the edibles expert here. Let's let's start off with a, a basic question of what, on the average, the traditional Christmas dinner. I said it there, everybody. You know, you got the turkey, you got potatoes, you know, the vegetables. What kind of thing would you look at infusing with a meal like that? Honestly, okay, first of all, I have never actually infused a Christmas dinner. <laughs> so uh, just aware. I know, I know. <laughs> but the, sometimes the trickiness with it is that you have, like I've, I've hosted tons of Christmas dinners and you have a wide variety of participants who are sitting around the table there. And, you know, grandma may not want to get as high as, as, cousin, as cousin does. Um, you just don't need that kind of negativity in your life. If that's the case, just ask grandma to leave. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, you, could, you could, you know, achieve the same thing by paring down your invitee list, of course, mm. and saying, Grandma, fuck off. You're not cool. <laughs> but, you know, you might ruffle some feathers if you yeah. do, do that. So, <laughs> you think? This is, this is where these infused meals get a little tricky sometimes. But mm. I think your best bet is to go with things like toppings. So yeah. maybe you're going to infuse butters and sauces and then you can have them labeled and people can, you know, choose from those and then sort of dose themselves accordingly to what they know about themselves versus doing like your entire turkey, which mm. <laughs> might be problematic because again, people also have like such variances in tolerance too. Mm. Uh, if I had bubble hawk at my dinner table, he would, you know, be like, looking for the 600 milligram turkey leg and 
everybody else would be on the floor. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably what I would do. And I've been to an I've been to an infused lunch before where the host who was making the food did that. She had like various infused. She had like a maple butter, which was really nice. So it was sort of sweet for some of the things that she had that she was serving. But then she did like um, a couple of butters and sauces, like an infused caramel, I think, sauce as well for some of the desserts. And that way people could also have more food. So you didn't. So if you wanted like an extra helping of stuffing, for instance, but you'd already had like if it's infused, it's hard to go for seconds sometimes. And you know. Everyone's wearing not, their track pants for a reason. So wait a minute, not, not if you bubble hop, you'd go for thirds. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, bubble hop is like an outlier, yeah, I think. Okay. So <laughs> there's that to consider too. But you just don't, you just don't know. And this way, grandma can still come. She can still be at the table, or grandpa, or whoever, or the weird uncle, and who doesn't consume cannabis, <laughs> and all the people who like just want to get blasted can do so at their own you know, make their, make their choices. And of course you would label it so that people know if it's infused with THC or CBD, ideally you'd have an idea of how much, but that's what I would do. And then, yeah, that way, even for myself, if I wanted an extra helping of something, I'm not going to be like, Ooh, should I do this? And will I do this and regret it later? No, because nothing's infused except for like the butters and some of the sauces that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a good way to do it. Keep them separate. Cause you don't want to get people who don't want to get mashed, mashed. Correct. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But you can add that butter to your mashed potatoes and it'll be delicious. Yeah. You can butter your roll with it. You can do all yeah. kinds of good things with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so think, that's, that's how I would approach it. What about uh, maybe infusing the dessert? Yeah, you hmm. could do that. Cause a lot of Christmas, like a lot of Christmas dinners or holiday dinners or whatever you're doing often have more than one dessert. I mean, sometimes it depends on how many people you're having. True. But I've been to plenty of dinners where there's multiple dessert options. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like before the show started, I mentioned that I had a big lamb dinner and I ate so much, man. And you know, when you just eat loads and you've had to smoke and you're like, I could just about do with a nap right now. That was right. me before the show. <laughs> but imagine you, you eat all that food and you're stuffed. You couldn't eat anything else, man. Not a single pea, nothing is going. And then you're like, I could definitely squeeze one of those brownies in there. And the brownies infused 15 minutes after it starts kicking in. Jesus. How much of a good nap are you going to have, man? You're going to sleep good that day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With the turkey and the dessert, like the turkey already makes me feel pretty relaxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what what would you do then, Marge, with uh, infusing this stuff? Would you have three, would three different things be better you know like you, you say you get gravy you have zero infused gravy then you have medium infused gravy for people who don't consume cannabis very much but would like to partake in a little bit of edibles over the festive season and then uh you know the hardcore shit the fuck around and find out shit <laughs> yeah. yeah you could do that i mean sometimes it gets to a point where like that's a lot of work to start making mm-hmm. multiple gravies for people. I have done Christmas dinners where I had two types of gravy because it was like two sides of the family coming over. And one side was just, they liked their gravy thick and floury and the other side preferred it a little thinner. And, you know, so I was making two types of gravy, two types of stuffing. Mm-hmm. But after a while, this is bullshit. So, <laughs> so ridiculous to do all that extra work. And I was just like, I'm cooking, so I'm going to do what I want. Um, when I went to the lunch, she had 
like again she had the butters out and it was clearly labeled how much was in how much cannabis was in or thc was in the entire little pot of each butter that she had so for some people you know if you have a higher tolerance you could take multiple little pots of butter because she had them in like little containers Mm -hmm. kind of like if you go to a restaurant they give you the butter in a little you know those little packages that you get at a cafe or something yeah um, they were a little bit bigger than that, but it was sort of that same idea. And that way you can hopefully accommodate multiple tolerance levels because that's always the tricky part, which is because I've been to another infused dinner when they do the chef will infuse every course and they go around ahead of time and ask everybody sort of what their tolerance level is. But I feel like that's that's getting trickier. <laughs> Hmm. And you want to keep it simple because putting on a whole meal like this is it's a lot of work as it yeah, is yeah. anyway. It's a lot of work anyway. Yeah. Without adding all the different types of shit with a different amount of weed and all that. Man, and the yeah. Mission. Yeah. But so I like that have... idea there with the, uh, the, the butter, you know, make some like can of butter. See, you put it in like ice cube trays or something to make it, make it solid and then wrap it in some paper. Yeah. Done, yeah. yeah. That nice would work too. Yeah. And again, you just have sort of an idea of how strong it is. So people know what they're getting themselves into. And then someone like Bubble Hawk, you might be like, well, I need five pats of butter, <laughs> whatever, or five cubes of butter. <laughs> no, five sticks of butter. Five sticks of butter. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. His whole pound of butter. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody else might be like, well, I just need like a little, you know, a third of that and that will do me fine. And then they have regular butter to also butter their peas and carrots as well nice yeah i could just think of maybe after the meal sitting there thinking uh the sipping on a nice can of coffee or and, and a piece of pie would be a great mm-hmm. way to infuse a meal to me at least yeah coffee's always a nice way to end meal a meal too and that you know you can always just stir in a little i mean it doesn't really mix in too great but stir in a little coconut oil or something like that if you want if you use a little bit of lecithin in it i find and, and then one of those uh frothers it works really well to keep it all in, in suspension really well. Yeah, that makes sense. And I have uh, I have a Vitamix blender and it. I bought a second cup for it a few years ago and it was like an emulsion blender cup, which mm-hmm. it, it's the same principle like a frother, but you could probably do a bunch of cups of coffee in that if you wanted. And it mm. does help emulsify things so that it doesn't separate. Right. And look gross, <laughs> even though... <laughs> I can overlook a lot of stuff. I'm sure a lot of edibles lovers will overlook a lot of stuff that other people will be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I've actually <laughs> been on the little... floor. It's past the five second rule. We can't eat that. Right. Little, Cost little me a price. 10 or I'm fucking eating it. <laughs> no, fuck that. You know how long it took me to make that? No. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. What did you say to me? No, I said, yeah, sometimes you find your little, little spare, little bit of a, uh, cannabis you know brack or something like that in your coffee or something like that yeah you you, you have to decide whether you just swallow it or spit it out doesn't make any difference to me but it happens all the time i mean you strain it out the best you can but sometimes Mm -hmm. you find a little crumb yeah that's not gonna hurt you either no actually it's probably good for you if you swallow it you know good roughage yeah what we're saying about uh dosage with this kind of thing how how would you Get yeah, would you just make can of butter? Would you use some kind of different uh, oil or something beforehand? How do you go about getting the actual cannabis to a point where it can be added to the gravy or the butter and things like that? How do you get to that stage? So you're going to start with your decarboxylation. Is that sort of what you're asking? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to start with your decarboxylation, a step you do not want to skip. 
Because if I mean, over the years, I've had lots of people ask me, well, okay, doesn't it just kind of like decarb when you're doing the infusion? It does a little bit, but no, you want to do the decarb mm -hmm. first. So you're going to do that. Probably most people are going to do it in their oven unless they're really getting into edibles and they're buying gadgets and stuff um, to help that process. Because of course, as we all know, anybody who has decarbed before knows that it's fragrant very very fragrant mm -hmm. so good way to put it fragrant yeah <laughs> yes yes and that smell does tend to linger for a little bit of time it just doesn't go away in my experience i haven't done it in a while because i have an ardent um an ardent fx and when you put it in something like that it really does help to eliminate the smell but not everybody's ready to invest in something like that so i've i've, I've never tried it myself but some people swear by the like mason jar trick of putting some your weed in a mason jar before you put it in the oven yeah, Shoddy Fusion was just saying Mason works well. Um, mm. And you put a foil lid on it because obviously the ones that come with the Mason jar have that rubber ring on it and that will melt in the oven probably. So you don't want to do that, but it helps keep trap the smell in the jar when you're decarbing it to hopefully, you know, not upset your neighbors or your roommates or or whatever the case might be. Or if you're in a place where it's not legal, I don't, I've never tried it myself. I've had, I think it was, I had a listener recommended it to me. Um, So I don't know if anybody in the chat's ever tried it and found that it actually works. No, I, I've never tried uh, decarbing. I haven't, I've only decarbed a few times really. And then I just lay it on some grease proof paper and cook it. I don't, you know, I don't put it in jars or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, some people are just concerned about the smell. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's it's pretty powerful. I've only done the jarring method when I used a crock pot. Basically, just put them in a crock pot in mason jars for all day, and it decarbed okay. okay but it just seemed like it was, you know, because then you got a crock pot to clean up afterwards. It was too much extra stuff to deal with. So it, while it right. worked, I wouldn't do it again. Did it like? Did it keep the smell trapped though? Or like, did it? Yes, it from it did. It was probably about the level of smell that you get from a Levo, which is like, yeah, somebody can, who's familiar with the odor might notice it, but it was not like sticking it in the oven and decarbing there. And that was way, way, way less. Yeah. Cause I find in the ardent, there's pretty well no smell. If you're standing right next to the vice and you're like looking to, unless you're maybe a super smeller or whatever, yeah, there's people who right. like that, but um, I find there's pretty well no noticeable smell and I don't get complaints. Whereas in the oven, it's, it reeks. So <laughs> it really does. And uh, depending on who you're living with or where you live, that might not be ideal. So, or if you're in an apartment building or anything where there's a lot of people around, you don't necessarily want everybody to know that you're toasting weed in your oven. So I have been recommended the Mason jar trick and I'm glad to hear that it does work for those people who need it because not everybody wants to spend a few hundred bucks on that or like on a decarb device, like the Arden or the Levo. Or sous vide mm -hmm. works as well for people. If you already have one of those devices, mm -hmm. they're probably not as commonly known. Like I know you have one monkey, but I find that most people, when you mention sous vide, they have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Water bath, you know, basically the same yeah. principle as using the crock pot and the mason jars, except you're using vacuum sealed plastic bags and a temperature controlled water bath. Right. You know? And chefs love them. Chefs absolutely love like immersion, circula immersion circulators in the sous vide bath because the temperature control mm -hmm. is far outweighs the temperature control you get in an oven. Uh, ovens are not that accurate and mm -hmm. your temperatures will vary quite a bit. It's sort of like when you follow a recipe and it says to bake at 
you know, this temperature for this amount of time and you're finding you have to put it back in the oven for longer or, you know, mm -hmm. you have to keep it open because it overcooks because your oven is not the same as the one that the, the cookbook author used. Right. So speed does work well and you can use it decarb. You can use it for your infusions. You can use it to do all kinds of neat stuff. And I've done, I haven't done a decarb in it, but I use jars. I don't always use plastic bags. You can use jars as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we interviewed a, a, a chef early on, Stoner chef. He lives mm -hmm. out in Oregon, Bend, Oregon area. But anyway, he, he uh, absolutely advocated the sous vide method for decarbing because he liked the fact that it, it's uh, completely contained and that mm -hmm. even though the bag inflates during the process, he would put it in, in the refrigerator after and, and recondense all the terpenes. And he swore that he got a stronger infusion because his terpenes were intact. So right. whether it, I've never gone that far, but I do know that when I did the sous vide, I failed to, to condense the terpenes. And when I opened the bag, the liquid terpenes were literally on the inside of the bag. And it was the coolest thing ever because I had never tasted pure terpenes before. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And sous vide is just, it's, you set it and then you forget it. You can just walk away and right. go about your business and come back and it's just going to be there doing its thing. Whereas in the oven, you probably shouldn't leave the house or anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, for a safety perspective, sous vide is also very safe and it's going to contain the smell, which is what you want. And it's a really versatile cooking utensil too. I've made all kinds of stuff in my sous vide, like cooked meats and made butter and yogurt and all kinds of stuff besides just cannabis related things. So, right. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right, so decarb, say if we decarb an ounce and if anybody wants any more details on decarbing, we do have an episode previously in, in the, uh, in the grow guides. I'm not sure exactly what number it was, but we did cover decarbing. So check that out. If you want to know more details about decarbing, but once you've decarb, say an ounce of cannabis, well, what would you do then? Well, after you have your decarbed cannabis, that's when you're going to, preferably you're going to want to infuse it in something because it makes it more versatile. I know there is, I know Ardent actually often talks about the instant edible, which is once that weed is decarbed, you could technically just take it and sprinkle it on your food and mm -hmm. you would get high. That's a required flavor. Though, <laughs> it is, yeah. I've yeah. done it. It works. It's sometimes a little bit, odd texture but mm -hmm. not too bad yeah I, I think it depends on what you're going to be doing it with like mm -hmm. i think they've talked about putting it sprinkling it right on your salad and maybe depending on the salad dressing you're using the type of salad you have it would sort of blend in nicely with the mm -hmm. flavors mm -hmm. um eat it with something like peanut butter peanut butter is such a strong taste and flavor consistency maybe you wouldn't notice it so much but the reason people do infuse it into something is it just makes it you know, you can use it in more places that you couldn't mm -hmm. otherwise, because right. yeah, putting straight decarb weed on something is not as elegant as it might otherwise be <laughs> if you would infuse it in butter or oils. So I don't know. Now think about it. Now I go sit down there for Christmas dinner, and somebody's got an ounce of decarbed weed in a bowl sitting in the middle of the table. I'm thinking like, hmm, this could be fun, <laughs> right? You know, or one of them salt shakers. You know, you twist it exactly. One of those full of decarb weed. It's like decarb yeah. weed mill. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like some decarb weed on your salad? Yes. When you mention that though, like the Christmas dinner, having like a bowl of decarb weed and putting it in with your like stuffing could be a good way to enjoy it because I Ooh. feel like the flavors of the stuffing mm. would probably help mask some of that. Yeah, especially right. if it was like a haze or something, you know, like super silver. That would go well with stuff. And I always thought. 
Yeah, the problem I had with it using it that way was the weed texture is really dry and crunchy. And, and you know, you kind of want it. Food is not really so dry and crunchy all the time. It's more moisture in it. So you mm -hmm. have to, mo I'm thinking maybe you need to moisture that, moisturize that bud a little bit before you're going to be able to swallow it efficiently. Right. Yeah, especially if you have cotton mouth. I'm kind of thinking like maybe mm. oatmeal, put it in oatmeal would probably work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can always experiment with it. The only tricky part too is, I guess, if you just have a bunch of decarbed weed, uh -huh. you might not know how strong it is. I mean, if you know how strong, like if you grew it yourself, as a lot of right. people in this podcast probably have, you may not have any idea how strong that is. So it's sort of, that becomes a bit of a fuck around and find out experiment, which you may not want to do with dinner guests. You're definitely going to have to have the right guests for that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your adventurous exactly. friends. Yes, exactly. So the next thing you might want to do is consider infusing it into something. I mean, we just gave you a bunch of ideas of how to use straight decarbed weed, but you could also infuse it into your butter. Uh, I like to use olive oil, avocado oil, and it, like you can infuse it pretty well into any fat just about and some and alcohols too. What's the process of doing that into like, butter or the coconut oil so say we're working with an ounce of cannabis again what would we uh do in my what i've done in the past i mean now i because i've been doing this show for so long i've got devices coming out my ears <laughs> so that's what i tend to use these days but you don't need to um i always put it in a jar with my butter or my oil like in a mason a mason type jar and then i would put it in a pot of water and I would just simmer on the stove for a couple of hours. And that's it. Take it, well, obviously take it out and then strain it. Mm -hmm. And then try and figure out the potency of said infusion. I have a tea check, so that's what I tend to use these days. But there's lots of calculators online that can help you with that process. Or if you know the math, you can sort of do it that way. But um, there happens to be a calculator on my very own website, which also does give you the math behind it. So if you're one of those people that likes that kind of stuff, which is not myself, then you can always, you know, exercise your brain a little bit before you get stoned. Um, <laughs> Do it before the edible, not afterwards. Don't don't take it and then be yes. like, oh, I better add this shit up because you might be right. <laughs> unpleasantly surprised. You know? <laughs> Numbers yeah. don't make sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing cross-eyed, but. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, some people like the crock pot method. I don't I don't know why. I just like the the jar and a pot method that seems to work for me. And of course, most people have a pot and a jar. So it's, you know, accessible to anybody. You don't need any fancy equipment to do your infusions. I mean, some people might argue if you do it in something like a, a magical butter machine, for instance, or an ardent or whatever, that you might get more potent infusions and that could very well be the case but sometimes sometimes i think you're splitting hairs too <laughs> so hmm. you know if it may yeah that's just my opinion on that and i'm standing by it but i kind of agree with you on that though i mean yeah seems like for me at least almost every infusion is slightly different it goes slightly different even if i'm using the same weed mm -hmm. know, temperature differences here and again so I fully understand what you're talking about, how important it is to check the potency there, especially if you're going to have guests over, because it, yeah. it always comes out slightly different. Right. Yeah. And as soon as you're getting into like feeding other people your your edibles, you really don't want them to have a bad time because that's going to turn them off weed maybe forever. Yeah. Like I know you'll feel responsible for looking after them. Yeah. 
because I back in the day, this was going way, way back, but one of the first times my sister ever consumed cannabis was also probably the last time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, it was never for her. She did not have an enjoyable time. And yeah, I mean, that that's just the reality of the thing. She was so uncomfortable. I got too high, mm-hmm. obviously. It was so uncomfortable that she's never really been keen on ever repeating that experience. And when you get when you get it right, it can be so lovely that you just don't mm-hmm. want to scare people away. And you mm-hmm. want to erase that stigma of, you know, the, all those preconceived notions that a lot of people have about who cannabis users are. Because as far as I'm concerned, cannabis users are literally everybody if you look yeah. around a crowded room you know the, mm-hmm. the doctor and the lawyer and the the custodian and the stay-at-home mom like all these people though there's cannabis users amongst us all and they're from all walks of life so yeah that's my psa yeah. we just have to hide it which is a shame <laughs> yeah in some places but i mean even in canada there's still probably some stigma around cannabis users I, I was talking to somebody just about that just the other night actually where you know they were out somewhere and i think they were smoking a joint and they were being respectful and kind of stepping away they're outside and trying to you know step away from the crowd or whatever and there's some people there that were not too pleased about it and the person felt a little little judged perhaps because they were consuming cannabis And this is in Canada where it's been legal for, what, five years? Mm. So some of those stigmas still do exist. Right. So it's up to us, folks. It's up to us. Yeah. pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these stigmas exist both ways because where I live, of course, it is still prohibition land down here. Mm -hmm. Uh, we We have festivals all the time down here during the summertime. And in the close of one of the festivals we attended, Somebody, as the music is playing and everybody's having a good time, whips out one of these, uh, you know, uh, about 12 inches, about about 30 uh, centimeter long raw cones and about a half a pound of something inside there, lights it up and starts passing around the crowd. And around where I am, there's a lot of people who are kind of curious, but it's Mm -hmm. not available. So we just happen to be sitting there and so this woman standing in front of us is tells my wife, would you mind hold my per- holding my purse and watching out for me? I've never tried it before and I'm curious. So my wife made the agreement. Now, of course, we got vape sticks in our pockets and we don't we don't say anything about that, of course. But anyway, she went over there and it was really nothing more than hemp is what they were smoking, honestly. Mm-hmm. But she had her experience and she came back and she because it was a mild dose, she had two hits of hemp. She felt a little bit of a buzz. She got her stuff and she was happy as can be. And again, if that would have been strong weed and taking those two hits. If it would have been gone. mind-altering super skunk. If it would have been my <laughs> homegrown, she would have been on her ass. I guarantee it. But yeah. But yeah, it's important that we, uh, you know, that, that uh, the curiosity and stigma goes both ways. Some people that mm-hmm. really want to try it and some people that are just so afraid of it. Yeah. And that's because so many people too have grown up in that, you know, reefer madness or dare eras where, it was so vilified. You know, if you're going to smoke weed, you're going to be in a back alley shooting heroin next week. And a lot of that uh, social, right. those messages that we got for a lot of people are really hard to sort of shake because it always has that fear in the back of their mind, even though it's obviously not true. It was all propaganda. But when you yeah. see the, the messages over and over and over and over again, which is the whole point of propaganda, then it just creates that fear that 
Yeah. So good for that woman to be like, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot right now in a public space. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be that person, but yeah, it was amazing to me to watch this all going on there. And there was a couple of police officers in the back that really could care less about what was happening. I, right. I pretty much understood that that had to be, that was hemp in that, in that cone. There was no way look at it. This is like a college kid here. And they could like, no way this college, he could afford a half a pound of cannabis to be torching up for, you know, for the crowd here, I'm thinking like, yeah, this is all for show right here. But right, yeah. yeah. But it was, but it was nice that the fact that you did have somebody and more than one who were just willing to go over there and say, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Let's see what you got. Yeah, yeah. I do recall one of my favorite interactions when I worked at the dispensary was this little old lady came into the dispensary and some like some of these old folks were my favorite customers because they were really open minded and asked really good questions. Uh-huh. And this lady was pretty elderly and I think she she mentioned she had tried cannabis like probably 60 years ago or something like that but now that it was legal she wanted to try it again and she wasn't like oh take me to the to the oils and the tinctures where are the gummies she literally walked out the door with a pipe and a lighter and some weed and it was (laughs) I know it was such a cool interaction I mean I set her up with something like you know a ratioed low A, a nice one one yeah. kind of balance to so give her a nice ride. Yeah. And that it was was just still though so would great. have fucking mashed her up. <laughs> yeah, oh, she sure. goes home, I... she hits that herb in that pipe. She goes, hey, you know what? That's that's a lady who walked in saying YOLO, bro. Mm. That's it. You know? Yeah, I hope she enjoyed yeah. it, man. I hope she had a good time. Very I know, nice, I do man. too. And I, you know, I just obviously advised her to start very, very low. Mm-hmm. But just like the curiosity that she had and the willingness to try it. She's like, it's legal now. And I haven't nice. done it in a gazillion years. So there's That's definitely. It, and, and, it, and if using these dishes over the festive pre- period, you know, when you see all your family members and stuff, if you do it right, you can possibly encourage people to have their first experiences with cannabis in their lives or, or in a long time. You know, if you approach mm-hmm. it properly. Right. Mm-hmm. That right. would be cool, you know, to see grandma getting high and a little bit of edibles to in, enjoy the, the season and stuff. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, but which is you also... You don't want to like, get him passed out, though. <laughs> yeah, which is also why if you have access to, like, uh, CBD weed as well, that can be something nice to have on hand in an infusion just because it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a little less intimidating for if you're trying to get grandma or grandpa high or whatever. They're going to maybe feel a little more comfortable starting out that way or if it's, like, low-dose like low THC cannabis or something like that. Mm. Uh, Once you have your infusion too, like your butter or your oils, then you can make all kinds of stuff and anything that you would be making like sweet or savory, whether it's for an actual dinner or not, you just swap out the oil or the fat that's called for in the recipe for your infused version. And you can always use a ratio because if you're using an ounce of cannabis in say like one or two cups of a fat that can end up, you can end up having some pretty strong, a pretty Mm -hmm. strong infusion. And if you know, there's going to be people that will be enjoying your edibles that may not have high tolerances, you don't necessarily want to. Yeah. Go the full, go full throttle. No, you don't. What would you you say was a good ratio? You you know, for, for an ounce, how much butter would you use for an ounce? How much, were to infuse the whole ounce into the butter. Well, so I mean, fifty grams or something. Like I've used an ounce in a couple of cups of butter or yeah. oil. Oh, what's cups again? How many? Oh, uh, right. Well, we, we would call that a pound of butter, and yeah, 
pound of butter to an ounce of weed usually is what we yeah, it's about yeah. 500 grams yeah yeah or 500 milliliters if you're doing like an olive oil or something like that but right. um it also mm -hmm. it's going to depend on what you're using for me i'm often using like trim or shake from right. stuff that i've grown mm -hmm. and it's going to be more potent obviously if you're using bud yeah so bear that in mind too the yeah. type of plant material just goes to show making. how different it can be with the, the amount of uh you know the potency depending yeah. on what you're using you know how strong the bud is it's it's very difficult to get the potency man to get the right dosage yeah so start slow that's when you trick. first try it out you know yeah Sorry, that's sort of the trick when it comes to making edibles mm. is just mm -hmm. sort of figuring out those little details but that's why they say go low start yeah. low go slow if i'm um, going to be doing something like this for a holiday gathering i think i'm going to be doing a dry run first because i need to yes. be double sure if i'm having guests over Yes, mm -hmm. that's yeah. absolutely a very good idea to do a dry run of some kind so that you know you can have some expected results. You don't <laughs> want surprises. Oh, no. Yeah. Who killed grandma? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's okay. She's not dead. I had one of those yesterday and it was fine. Right. <laughs> it's just a little whitey. She's fine. <laughs> You're just happy. So you can see a little smile on her face. Yeah. Actually, Red Eye Gooner in the chat says that ghee works well, mm. uh, works better than butter. And uh, ghee is a fantastic fat to infuse too. Yeah. Yeah. So but can you use it in the same way you use butter, you know, for making cakes and things like that? Can you use ghee in the same way you use butter? I don't see why you couldn't. Mm. I tend I tend not to because ghee is a little more like to buy it is more expensive. You can make yeah. your own ghee at home too. Yeah, it's just, just like isn't it clarified butter? butter? Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly what it is. But yeah. it has a really nice flavor. Mm. It's used a lot in like a lot of Indian cooking and stuff, but it's a great fat. You can also infuse duck fat, which I've done. Mm -hmm. And that can well, that be really would, nice. That'd be a great gravy with the, with the duck fat in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great on potatoes and Ooh. vegetables. And, mm. Oh, yeah. Duck fat's like, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just thinking I about really, it now. really like your idea earlier, though. You, you said about your friend had, had everything pre-proportioned out there. I'm thinking like even if you had gravy, you could have it in pre-proportioned cups saying like this is 10 milligrams in this cup. Yeah. You know, yeah. That kind of thing like that. So everybody would know, oh, I only want so much of this. And that way you could take so much infused and then top off with non-infused kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And Stonewolf was asking if I clarify my butter before infusion, why or why not? What Quite the question. I don't actually. What's clarify? Well, that's when you're like, you're reducing it down. If you, and you, you can end up with ghee when you're, you're clarifying a, butter. Removing all the, but the solids out of the butter and, and mm -hmm. preserving only the oils, Mackie. And and right. and the water as well, getting rid of the water out of the butter. Yeah. So I don't, but uh, to be fair, I also don't tend to infuse butter as much as I infuse oil. And I find personally, I don't. I find that the oil just I, I just use it for more stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't use butter as much, and I also find butter once you infuse it, it kind of makes it more um, less. What's the word? I was thinking about it the other day like more susceptible to mold and stuff if you don't store it properly. Hmm, never had, well, I guess I don't store it very often. I just use it. Right. More perishable, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I was thinking non-perishable. What's, what's the opposite to non-perishable? Perishable. Perishable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're using it in a pretty timely manner, but I just find mm -hmm. that I have usually several infusions on hand at the same time. So, <laughs> and I, so I when, when you, 
you spoke about the duck fat there. Would you say that's the same thing? Put about an ounce of cannabis into 500 grams slash two cups of uh, duck fat. Yeah. That, I mean, that would probably be a couple of containers of duck fat. I nice. Think. But yeah. Just, yeah you then you can just that. dip some bread in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Duck fat. Oh, Mackie with the fat. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's mm-mm, so good. Mm-mm. And then as you could all, so I know you're all imagining all the things you can do. If you have like infused duck fat or infused ghee, butter, like all this stuff, you can do so much, you can do so many things with it. Mm-hmm. Like mm. it's pretty well endless. Yeah. And that's it. It's like when people think about cannabis edibles, they usually think about gummies or, yeah. you know, the, the drinks are a new thing, you know, some chocolate space cakes, you know, brownies, mm-hmm. people think along those kind of lines. And that that's what, well, when I have done edibles in the past, I've done it by, uh, you know, decarbing the cannabis and then putting the cannabis in, into a cake mixture, which is okay. It works, gets you high, but you know, mm-hmm. you can taste the plant a lot more. But if you yeah. infuse it properly into some oil, like, uh, you know, duck fat, which sounds good, butter, which also sounds good. Come on, butter's <laughs> just good shit as well, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you just infuse it, either one of those, and you can pretty much make yeah, anything, right? Yeah. I mean, butter and and duck fat, you can make so many things with that. Gravy. Yeah, doesn't have to be complicated either like if you have mm. infused butter you can put or like infused olive oil you can put a drizzle of that on like your vegetables and now you're now you have an edible mm-hmm. or like a pat of butter on something you don't have to necessarily go to all the trouble of like if you're not someone who really likes to bake or you're not a huge cook then you don't have to make the three layer cake or the 57 cookie recipe or <laughs> whatever the case is you can just keep it simple yeah and you could also do things such as uh, using tinctures and create mm-hmm. cannabis holiday cannabis cocktails. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So much you can do, man. Yeah. So much. Mm-hmm. So much. And so what are you going to be making? You know? Sorry, sorry, monkey. I said you could infuse our sugars and go into sweet drinks and, and syrups and whatnot like that too. So, um, you know, maybe some infused ice cream topping, you know, mm-hmm. all kind of interesting mm-hmm. things you can do. The, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit, right, Marge? Oh, for sure. Like I've, I, somebody just messaged me recently and they're like, forget where this message came from, but they said they sometimes will just take chocolate, melt it down, add some co- like infused, an infused fat, and then put it into molds. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. really easy to do. Yeah. Yep. Easy. Super yeah. easy. What about bioavailability when that comes in? Monkey, you mentioned uh, sunflower lectin earlier on, yes. and that increases bioavailability by quite a, a large amount when it comes to the the way the liver absorbs cannabis. So if you're using some kind of a, a emo, what's it? What's the, it's not emulsifier, is it? What's the right word? It is an emulsifier. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right, right. And that changes the way the cannabis is processed, so you get it, it hits so much harder by it, right? Is it's that something different. you put in there? What yeah, saying, I do. Okay? I frequently do, and uh, it hits mm. just hits differently. Um, I, um, I find that it does hit hit harder when it hits, uh, and the duration seems to be a little bit less for me when I'm using lecithin. If I mm. don't use the lecithin, the onset seems to be a little bit more gradual, 
and it seems to last a little longer and ease out a little bit more gradual. So I would say mm -hmm. that the lecithin, for me at least in, in my situation, seems to be making my, making it more available to my body faster. Um, but, but I don't know if I'm getting the same amount of high on each one. I enjoy it both ways, but I usually do add the lecithin if I have it available. The biggest reason that I've found is because it makes the fats more mixable with anything else I put it with. If I put the, if it, if I'm using the coconut or actually I'm using avocado oil with the less lecithin in it, and I put that in coffee, it will go in solution and stay in solution. It won't float to the top. If I don't have the uh, the lecithin in it, it's going to just float like a like an oil oil slick on top eventually. So nice. same thing with gummies, making gummies. If I don't use the lecithin as an emulsifier, it's sometimes common that once everything congeals, the oil just floats right off to the top. So you've got basically a gummy that's not infused, which coated with with infused oil. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, if and if you get the right lecithin, my my wife is pretty picky on flavors sometimes, and I was kind of curious because I'd heard this lecithin has a bad flavor. Uh, she tasted it and said nothing bad about that. I'm fine with it. Uh, it's basically, mm -hmm. it's using salad dressings and everything else, just an emulsifier. You know. And what kind of lecithin nice. do you use? Do you usually do I, sunflower or soy? I use sunflower. It's just easier to find, and I like working with it. Yeah, that's what I tend to use too. I don't use the lecithin a lot, but it does totally make sense, especially for what you mentioned about the gummies. Yeah. Because I find if you're using an oil in in those types of recipes, it can separate. It does. And it, mm. then they're they're not as definitely not as nice. And then I don't feel like you're going to get as homogenous uh, of a mixture either. No. So those types of applications or the coffee, like you mentioned, definitely worth adding the lecithin. Yeah. And it's cheap, easy to yeah. buy, natural product, all the good stuff, you know. Not expensive to buy. You can yeah. usually get like a big jar of it. The Stonewolf said here in the chat, I used your shortbread recipe last week, Marge. Everyone loves them making more for Christmas. Oh, that recipe oh. is good because they're yeah, like man. easy shortbread recipe. Mm -hmm. And I also did a, um, a lemon curd recently. Mm. And somebody mentioned that they were taking some of the lemon curd and putting it on shortbread cookies and i was no, like, okay, I'm yeah. just thinking i'm thinking like wow that would be good on that shortbread yeah now. i mean i ate it right off the spoon but you know i was just like mm, <laughs> <be good." laughs> yeah, you, could, you could use like the shortbread yeah dip that stuff yes yeah like yeah chips oh yes. man yeah. So yeah anybody looking for recipes i mean that's just the shortbread there and marge has got how many recipes do you even have now, Marge? You've got to be up to over 100, right? Oh, God, yeah. Because I have like over 200 episodes now. They're not mm. all recipes, but yeah. So I've, I've infused a lot of different stuff. That's right. And your website is just bitemepodcast.com, I think, yeah? Yep. yep. Nice, nice and easy to find. Yes. So I want to encourage everybody, you know, especially your growers, it's coming up to the end of the year. It's Christmas time is coming up, you know, whatever festival you celebrate, somebody or, yeah, everybody celebrates Christmas in some form or another, you know, it's just uh, celebrating the end of the, the days getting shorter and the nights getting longer and it's backwards. Good. The equinox yeah, is it. Solstice. Yeah. solstice uh, yeah. Just like when you have start to have hope again. Mm -hmm. Like it's <laughs> not going to be so cold anymore, but then it gets even more cold. Yeah. But, but you know, it's the way out. It's the start of, things getting warmer again so yeah. all these different religions have different ways of celebrating it 
So, you know, you've grown a lot of cannabis this year, hopefully. Hopefully you've had some successful harvests and you have enough cannabis lying around where you can spare an ounce or two to go and make some of these edibles, you know, and go to Margie's website and have a look through all of the different recipes she's got. She's got loads, over 100 recipes. You'll find something that's your favorite shit. And you'll be like, damn, I love that shit. You can infuse that shit. And then, you you know, you, you'll go and do it and you'll enjoy it. So go to Margie's website, figure out how much cannabis you need and make some nice infused dishes, man. And make sure they're labeled properly, especially if you're going to yes. be taking them to the Christmas party. Make sure people know what the score is with these brownies or shortbread or gravy, whatever you choose. I would choose, also add, right? label them as well if it's just for your own personal consumption because you never know. Somebody could go into the fridge that you live with and be like, oh, this looks good. And if you haven't labeled them, then <laughs> they might be in for a surprise. Yeah, and exactly. also... I find I remember I forget shit, so I could put it in the fridge and be like, oh, I don't know how strong these were. Like, how many of these can I eat? So it's all also for your own your own forgetful ass. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Unless you you know if you live with your family, you know you got kids, you got a wife at home, that that kind of thing. Then definitely label it. But if you're like in shared accommodation, you're a student, you know, and, and you've made some shit, and somebody keeps eating your stuff, <laughs> then don't label that shit. Find out who the fuck did it. You know, yeah. <laughs> label it wrong. Yeah, label it something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'll soon know somebody's gonna eat one. Who took this? Wasn't me. It's like, all right, we'll see in half an hour. Who the fuck? Took my edible. Look around and find out edible. Yeah, we'll find out. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, man. There's there's so many different kinds of edibles you can do. The the technology has advanced so much with cannabis in in so many different ways over the last twenty years. You know, back back in my day, it was just space skates, man. We used to smoke cannabis the old-fashioned way. We're a lighter. You know. We used to wrap oh. our cannabis in paper and set fire to it. <laughs> exactly. It's so true, though, because, again, when I was at the dispensary, lots of people would come in and be looking for edibles, and they'd be like, oh, talk. everybody had a story when they got way too high, but so many people are also like, back in my day, we would just, like, throw the weed right into the batter. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they're like, they tasted awful. And I was like, not surprisingly. <laughs> of course yeah, they taste and, and it didn't get you very high either back in the day when they did that. Yeah. People didn't decarb it. That's probably also true. Yeah, that, that that's a new thing. I've made edibles in the past about decarbonate, yep. and that completely changes the fucking game. I can remember uh, a specific set of brownies that we made with somebody. Somebody back at university, we found somebody selling really cheap bags of weed. It was it was thirty U.S. dollars an ounce. It, it was shit weed, but we decided we were going to make edibles, and we dumped a whole ounce into one pan of brownies. Didn't didn't infuse anything; just baked it in there. <laughs> oh my god, we couldn't eat that stuff. It was horrible. It was like yeah, just tastes like plant. Tasted yeah. like hay. It was like, <laughs> oh my god, it was like, what are we doing here? At least, at least we didn't spend a lot of money. Though it was like, yeah, well, no big deal. Now before. Back in the back in the day, we go again. But, uh, you know, it was New Year's Eve, and working in entertainment, you kind of like have to work those nights most of the time. So uh, <laughs> it got a shitload of uh, space cakes baked the old fashioned way, no decarb, just pretty much herb in some <laughs> batter, and then you fucking make cake out of it. You know, right. took those to work and they were terrible, man. They taste so much like plants, but they still <laughs> mashed us up. You know, passing them out to everybody, everybody getting fucking mashed. And, 
you just look around the place and everyone's got swollen, puffy eyes, you know, all fucking <laughs> match. Imagine if you would have decarbed it first, what would have happened? Oh, oh no, god damn, there would have been people being sick and shit, exactly. falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one last thing I want to mention too, if anybody's like considering making some edible that they're not familiar with, like a like a recipe of some kind that they're not familiar with, I have a lot of advice I've gotten before is to, like you said earlier, monkey, do a, a test run, not just for yeah. the potency, mm-hmm. but a test run where uh, whereas if it's a new recipe, you're unfamiliar with it, or maybe unfamiliar with the techniques used in that in that recipe, to try it without your infusion. If you have time, because if you fuck it up, then you're just wasting your precious infusion. And I have done that right, before. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Good one. Because you don't want to just fucking waste it. You burnt them, or you haven't cooked the center of the cake too much, or something, and you yeah. fuck everything up. Yeah. Good yeah. plan. Do a do a, a run up with some just ordinary food first. Right. Like yeah. when I made the Turkish delight, I did not infuse yeah, it. Stop bringing that shit up. It makes me gag every time. <laughs> <laughs> And they turned out terrible, which is why I can taste soap again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, it's just a recent experience I had. I'm just not trying to get up all the time. It's just, she's just trolling us now, monkey. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just trolling you. Very true. Very true. (laughs) Monkey doesn't have a problem with the Turkish delight, I don't think. I I would give it a shot. I mean, I'm not really honestly. What you're describing, I've never eaten that, so I'd try it. But oh, I'll admit right now, you know, just the idea of a rose flavored sweet just doesn't really thrill me. But yeah, why not? Yeah, you should try them. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Don't well, listen to Mackie's reaction. <laughs> it's not going to be anytime soon. I doubt there's any place around here that serves Turkish delight. So yeah, oh, we can send you one. It shouldn't be too difficult <laughs> oh, to send no. you a Turkish delight. Good thing oh. nobody knows where I am. Yeah, that's it. See? That's right. <laughs> well actually rose edibles does do a lot of online business and they ship from the country i believe oh boy Ooh. there you go just saying sounds more tempting now monkey but okay, don't get edibles yeah. don't spend like 50 quid <laughs> on these edibles you're gonna get in and taste the first one and be like i can't fucking eat that it's soap it's hand soap hand you know, sanitizer flavor <laughs> but, I, but I promise you, if, if I would buy that, if it would, if it would be like, let's say, fairly mm-hmm. or even reasonably pricey, if I got home here and if I didn't like it, the missus would let let me throw it away. She'd eat it, but I don't care. I am not wasting. That's that. right, There's man. No way. Yeah. I'll put a peg on my nose. I don't give a fuck. I'm eating it. Darn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Well, yeah, man. Just some disclaimers that you know. Be careful, everybody. We, the last thing you want to do is dose somebody who didn't want to get dosed and get in there fucking wasted, man. That's not cool. Make sure everything is well-labeled. Make sure everybody knows what the fuck is going on. And if somebody does want to partake in it, make sure they understand as well. This isn't just some light-powered, because it it might be, but just exaggerate it. Make sure that they know that they have to be careful with this stuff. and not Don't eat too because it hasn't kicked in in the first hour. You know, explain the rules to them. Make sure that they're fully aware of what they're just about to get themselves into before they start eating up on Yeah, eating too. That's, that's like one of those, like, this. these edibles ain't shit memes that you see. Mm-hmm. Where somebody's just like, what? And the next yeah. thing they're like, walking on the ceiling or something. Or they're walking their dog with their Xbox controller, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where you come from. You're going to have to adjust your rules and your and your methods 
according to the crowd you have there. I mean, if it's your old stoner crowd that does this all the time, you probably are not going to have a problem. But, you know, if this is the family and you got a few newbies in there, just like everybody's been saying, man, be careful. That's right. But, but as we said, accordingly. Yeah, as we said as well, you can go over to Margie's website and her podcast. Just do a Google search for Bite Me, uh, Bite Me to Show About Edibles, and that'll find all of it, really, won't it, Margie? Everything you need. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to the episodes right off the website too, but it is on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Nice. Very professional, as always, Marge. (laughs) Thank you. And of course, if you do make something, get it over up on percysgrowroom.com. We want to see it. We want to see what you've made. We'd like to see this kind of thing. Yeah, or tag me on Instagram. Instagram is where I'm most active as far as all the social platforms go, but I love to see what people are making. Yeah, man. Come and share with us so we can see it. And good luck to you all. You know, do it if you can. If you do have the spare cannabis, don't be shy. Don't be shy. You know, just give it a shot. Yeah, and as most of you are growers out there, you have that that sugar leaf and all that stuff. That it's that's gold. That stuff is gold. Mm-hmm. After Doing a trim the, and shit like that, yeah. you're sitting in trim jail and you're like, "Fuck, this sucks." Just remember, you're gonna have weed and you're gonna have so much fodder for edibles. Mm-hmm. Hey. And you know, as I said, it's Christmas as well. You just throw some fucking buds in there as well. Don't do it with just a leaf. Spoil oh. yourself this time of year. Spoil <laughs> yourself. I'm spoiled to death. I only use leaf to make edibles. Hey, it's for me. I'm I'm worth mm. it. <laughs> also, and so silly, just for another final point, uh mentions A A B V. Is A V B? A, a, yeah. it's AVB, isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that threw me off for a second that one, yeah. Bud. yeah so all you people out there using dry herb vaporizers you have automatically decarbed your cannabis so save that stuff because you can use that in your infusions i find that it, it's it makes a really uh let's say a mild infusion is a good way to put it as far as strength goes yeah. And that uh, maybe it's because I vape all the way until I get nothing else off the bud. And that uh, makes me put the temperatures up there pretty high sometimes. But I find that the flavor of that infusion kind of has a different different flavor profile to it. I don't know why. Mm. But, but I think it's because it's been, uh, as opposed to just being decarb, this has been really toasted. Right. Yeah. But if it's not as potent, sometimes sometimes having stuff that's not as potent can be applicable depending on mm-hmm. who you're giving your edibles to. Or maybe you you yourself don't have a super high tolerance. There's tons of people out there who don't need, you know, the bubble hawk mm-hmm. version of whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they haven't been, haven't been eating that kind of edible now for the last yeah. so many years. And, you know, yeah, I'm sure that, uh, it, you know, when I first started, if I would be taking the dosage I'm taking now, I would have put me flat out. But there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, your tolerance does build. Like I said, I'm a medical user and I, I had those edibles every every morning. So I'm used to it. So one of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of listener mail questions that we'll get to. So let's do that. Billy asks a question here, which also reminds me of a question to ask. Uh, where should you not roll a joint, e.g. riding a motorbike, possible wind interference, similar to skydiving? Discuss. Yeah, so where ooh, should you... Oh, uh... I know. I have the answer. <laughs> I do. Absolutely have the answer. On a Let's rooftop in Barcelona oh my God. That's at night right. in April. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. Sounds oddly specific. It yeah, was. we lost some cannabis doing that, Marge. We lost all our cannabis doing that, Marge. And I'm not joking. We oh, lost no, all of it. Yes, oh. we did. I'm yeah, sure Monkey had hold of the bag at that time as well, right? Well, no, actually, I I, I had uh, we didn't lose it all because uh, this happened at Spanibus. Uh, it was late at night and everything was pretty much closed up. So my wife had the bright idea we're going to have everybody up on the roof. We're going to have a session up there, which was <laughs> fine. And so we all got up there, big couches and stuff like that. Everybody took the weed that they had in their pockets and threw it out on the table. Okay, it was all in little baggies. So there's a big pile in there, and I grabbed one of the baggies. And I had a bowl and I'm busting up some stuff to, to load a pipe. And all of a sudden, a gust of wind comes up. It's kind of this whirlwind kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I slammed my hand on top of the bowl as, as tight as I could. And I couldn't do anything else. And I'm just sitting holding the bowl and the wind is whipping like crazy. <laughs> and, and nobody noticed it. Every bag that was on the table was, shoom, it was gone that yep. quick. And, and that was uh, one of them as it came by me. So I had one hand on the bowl and one, one, like a one gram baggie of weed, everything else. Was mm-hmm. And we lost our Jorge bullsack weed then. So, you know, we got that weed from Jorge and it blew off the rooftop and it probably floated down and hit somebody in the face. And they're like, what's this bag that smells like bullsack? <laughs> <laughs> but it has the best weed I've ever smoked in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, that would be my first answer right there. Or mm-hmm. the rooftop in Barcelona. Yeah, Don't that's, ever that's... try that one. You know your abilities, everybody. <laughs> I have. It's, it's like this rolled into a question of where is the craziest place you've rolled a joint? And I've Underwater. rolled a joint on the top of uh, Mount Snowden before when it was raining and all, all windy and shit. But I got it done, you know? What were you saying, Monkey? Underwater? Underwater would be a bad place to roll. Oh, no. Where, where's the craziest place you've rolled a joint? Uh, under a stage a rock and roll concert. Sticks was playing. It was under the drum riser during the concert. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marge? What do you, what's your craziest place you've rolled a joint? I haven't rolled a joint in a while, actually. Actually, that's not true. I don't know. I just, I do remember I had like, this isn't really a crazy thing, but I had like an ex-boyfriend when we played a lot of board games. This was like a long time ago. Yeah, and board games. Smoke- yeah, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <But> we did <laughs> at that time smoke a lot of joints. He usually rolled them though, but mm-hmm. it was like we were at the age where we had a lot of friends coming over and they'd be coming over to play board games with us. A lot of the times it was like Risk or Axes and Allies if people know that board game. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like every time somebody dropped by, just another joint would get rolled and then it was we were just blasted all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good times. <laughs> yeah, good times, man. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, it's a good question there, Billy. You know, you should all know your own limits and your capabilities. So if you're in, if you think you're in a position where you're gonna lose the bud if you try rolling the joint, don't do it. But if you think you can and you're still gonna have a joint at the end of it, then fucking roll up, man. What the fuck? Fucking home grower. It's just a little bit of bud. <laughs> if you do mm-hmm. spit it, fuck it. So I'll roll another. You know, it's all good. Yeah. So that's uh, one question from Billy. We have another one here from Billy. How many liters of soil would you recommend when flowering? Pretty much straight from seed. So you know what kind of size pot are you thinking? If you're just gonna plant it and get through to the end. 
I'm assuming he means no no nutrients. He just wants to do a, a water. Yeah, that's throw. it. This is like uh, one of those "how long is a piece of elastic?" question. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it too is, much goes really. into this, man. It's, it depends on what soil we're starting with, and you know, what recipe it's from, and all that good stuff like that. But mm. I guess a good answer that I've seen mostly around the site: most people who are running a water-only soil are recommended like mm. five gallons minimum. Yeah, you're looking like 50 liters is a good good size when you're using liters, living soil. Yeah, I think five gallons closer to 20 liters is is. I mean, that's like what Twisted runs runs that. I think TG was running actually three mm-hmm. three gallons. Well, I, t- wow. I think uh, min- for the good mycorrhiza, for the good what's it called? Yeah, the mycorrhiza herd, isn't it? You want at least 25 liters. That, that's apparently okay. the best way, but you can't do it in less. Yeah, living soil. I mean, if you want a you know living soil bed, um, uh, no till kind of bed. I think what was it? Uh, build the soil. Jeremy was saying, I want to say fifteen gallon mm-hmm. minimum per mm-hmm. plant. Yeah. On that mm-hmm. one, if you just want to get you know living soil, net no till grow. Yeah. That'll that'll support enough biology and uh and you know uh, worms and and wildlife in it that'll keep everything going. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's how long is a piece of elastic, you know? Because then if you're just using a normal soil and you're going to add food into it, then 20 liters should be plenty. If you're just using a normal bag soil that you're going to add nutrients to throughout the grow, 20 liters is good, right? That, that's a, a good size for a soil grow. We're going to find out. I've got one in soil now. First time I'm, I'm doing it. I've got mm-hmm. one in 20 liters right now. If, if it makes it water only, if I'll be feeding toward the end, don't know yet. Mm-hmm. We're two weeks in. Everything's looking two good. weeks. <laughs> two weeks. He <laughs> did it again. <laughs> yep, I sure it's did. Amazing how often it comes up. It it, do, it really is, man. It, <laughs> you don't realize until you've listened to a few episodes of High and Homegrown just how many times people say two weeks, man. It's well, two crazy. weeks. You know, <laughs> madness. And you know, anytime I hear it in conversation now, uh, it's just what it's on TV. Just like, did he say two weeks? I know, this isn't it. It's not the show. It's not the show. I Don't did say it anything. in front of the missus the other day. She looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I just, I just like it's a show thing. People don't worry about it. You know, it's habit now. <laughs> it is. It's I know. Part of my life. Uh, JJ Jam, shout out to JJ Jam. I haven't seen you in the chat before. I don't think. Welcome. Uh, Percentage gallon minimum was that for if it's for autos, then well you're looking at about twelve weeks for the you know from start to finish on average for an auto. So what you think there about 30, 40 liters? Just you want to make sure it's got plenty of nutrients in there to get you towards the end without having to add anything, isn't it? So yeah, it's gonna just like I said, it's gonna depend heavily upon the mm. soil you use. It it all depends your growth style, how long you're vegging for, how big of a plant you're gonna gonna end up with. Lots lots of factors involved there. Mm-hmm. Is it depends. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be more specific and come and ask over on postagegrowing.com if you need any specific help with that kind of thing, and we'll be able to figure out what you should do for your specific set of circumstances. So we can help you answer it. You just need a, a more idea on the question. You know what I mean? More information on what the question is. And then we'll be able to figure it out. But yes, input. I think, yeah, need need more input. input. Epic movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Christmas is going, man. We get to watch Short Circuits again. You know, uh, Uncle Buck. Remember Uncle Buck? We watched that one. Yeah. Uh, watched that one the other night. Yeah. 
yeah so i think that's it uh, that's all the list of mail questions we have and that's everything covered for the grow guides there just remember what we said you know be responsible with your edibles label them properly and don't give them to anybody who isn't fully aware of what they're just about to get themselves into so mm-hmm. be responsible well, that's it let's go to the outro And there we go, everybody. That's this week's Grow Guides. Loads of great information there from Marge. And if you want to see any of the recipes on her website, just head over to bitemepodcast.com and you'll see all of her episodes there. There's hundreds of different things you can make and infuse with cannabis. So head over to her website if you're looking for any particular recipes. If you need any help with decarbon or if you have any questions like that, then head over to our website, percysgrowroom.com, and get involved in the forum. And of course, if you do make any of those dishes, then do upload them onto Percy's Grow Room as well. It'll be good to see what you guys make. But as usual, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. It would be great if you could share the episode, but of course, no pressure. Just thanks for being here. I hope you have a good week. Stay high, stay safe. And if you're free on Sunday, we'll catch you for the live stream over on youtube.com slash high on homegrown. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.